0: Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Thanks so much for joining me. Now here's part two of the Potsy Conspiracy. During Sunday Mass on this day in 1478, the Pazzi conspiracy unfolded in front of over a thousand parishioners in the main sanctuary of the Duomo Cathedral in Florence, Italy. As the host was raised and the bell rang through the crowded Santa Maria del Fiore, carnage erupted. Giuliano de' Medici was mortally wounded on the spot stabbed a total of 19 times by Bernardo Baroncelli and Francesco De Pazzi, while simultaneously the attack began on his brother, Lorenzo. Except the conspirator standing behind the ruler of Florence made the mistake of reaching to steady himself on Lorenzo's shoulder before plunging the knife into his back, alerting Lorenzo to what was about to happen. Lorenzo leapt away, his attacker's knife grazing his neck and wrapped his cloak about his arm to act as a shield. In the chaos, Angelo Poliziano, a close friend of the Medici family, rushed Lorenzo to safety within a room in the sacristy. But the coup d'etat had failed, and although Giuliano de' Medici's corpse lay upon the floor of the cathedral in a pool of blood, they had failed to kill the leader of Florence, Lorenzo the Magnificent. The reprisal started almost straight away, and as the people fled the scene of bloodshed, Lorenzo and his allies went to the safety of the Medici Palace. The city bells rang out as Jacopo de Pazzi rode into the main town square in an effort to stir up a revolution against the Medici. But he failed miserably when he was met with shuttered windows and locked doors and instead was urged to flee the scene of the crime. Very quickly the conspirators were rounded up, some of them held as prisoners within the Palazzo della Signoria. There, the bodies of both Bernardo Baroncelli, Francesco Salviati, and Francesco De Pazzi were hung from the upper windows of the palace. Jacopo De Pazzi had successfully fled Florence after his failed attempt at riling up the popolo, but days later was caught and brought back. He was hung next to the corpse of Salviati. The aftermath of Jacopo's execution is particularly morbid. After his capture and return to Florence, the head of the Pazzi clan, Jacopo de Pazzi, was tortured, then hanged from the Palazzo della Signoria, next to the decomposing corpse of Salviati. He was buried at Santa Croce, but the body was dug up and thrown into a ditch. It was then dragged through the streets and propped up at the door of Palazzo Pazzi, where the rotting head was mockingly used as a door knocker. From there, it was thrown into the Arno, and then children fished it out and hung it from a willow tree, flogged it, and then threw it back into the river. The main conspirators were hunted down throughout Italy, and between the day of the attack in April and the 20th of October, a total of 80 people were executed. Bandini dei Baroncelli, who had escaped to Constantinople, was arrested and returned in fetters by the sultan, Mehmed II, and still in Turkish clothing, was hanged from a window of the Palazzo del Capitano del Popolo on the 29th of December of 1479. We happen to know about Baroncelli's particular Turkish dress from a 1479 sketch by a witness to his hanging, Leonardo da Vinci. The Pazzi family were banished from Florence and their lands and property confiscated. Their name and their coat of arms were perpetually suppressed. The name was erased from public registers, and all the buildings and streets carrying their name were renamed. Their crest, a shield with two dolphins, was everywhere obliterated. Anyone named Patsy had to take a new name, and anyone married to a Patsy was barred from public office. There were three further executions on the 6th of June of 1481. But it was the beginning of the end for the House of Medici, and their influence in Florence would end when just two years after the death of Lorenzo the Magnificent in 1492, his eldest son, Piero the Unfortunate, and the rest of the Medici clan would be exiled from Florence in 1494, when Piero failed to gain the support of Florence, who had fallen under the spell of madman Girolamo Savonarola. Charles VIII of France had crossed the Alps with his army in an assertion of his hereditary claim to the kingdom of Naples. The French king's efforts created a need for a new duke of Milan, after the fatal poisoning of Gian Galeazzo Sforza. It would be filled by the man who facilitated the beginning of the end of the disproportionate power held by Florence and the influential House of Medici. And who, you ask, was this man who turned a blind eye to the French king, Charles VIII, in exchange for the dukedom of Milan? Galeazzo's uncle, Ludovico Sforza. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.